Not My Weekend Podcast with your boy Jerry G. I'm back. It is Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022. And the time is uh, 2.22 p.m. Nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's actually, imagine. Uh, no, it's uh, much later than that now. But yeah, what an what a interesting day, right? My birthday is February 2nd. Right, and so they were like rumbling. Oh my God, it's two, two, twenty-two, and then everybody, then these cock blockers were like, "Hold on, everybody, relax. Two, two, twenty-two ain't shit. In a couple weeks, it's gonna be two, twenty-two, twenty-two. Now that's the day." I'm like, "Oh God, whatever." Anyways, uh, it is two, twenty-two, twenty-two. Today's my ex suegra's birthday. Yeah. Uh, so I never forget 222 cause I'm 22, she's 222 and you know, I still sh- send her a Feliz cumpleaños, ex-suegra, I do it, I do it, you know, the lady's very nice, the lady's been, I don't, I'm sure she talks a lot of shit behind my back, I'm she, as she should, as she should, uh, but to my face, to me, she's always been very, very nice, very sweet lady, um, so, yeah, you know. During the turmoil times, when I was going, you know, during the split times, you know, I felt bad, you know, because that lady was always very nice to me. Uh, so, you know, I, I felt guilt. Definitely, there was definitely guilt there. Um, but one thing I remember she told me was like, si ya no la quieres, nomás déjala. Deja, nomás hazme, hazme el favor y déjala. And she's one of the reasons I never, like, fought back. To get like my ex-wife at the time when there was still a, a hope back then was because of her words because she told me like if you don't love her, leave her alone. And so I would always question myself like anytime I wanted to like you know when I would start missing her, missing my ex-wife, I'll be like if I go if I go if I do this and I go back and I go and do all these promises and. I'm a change and I'm gonna be different and this and that and I don't come through on that you know I'm gonna be letting a bunch of people down again you know the kids her family my family everybody else right and you know it was tough man because the first year especially there was a lot of like you know still flirting you know we did hook up a couple times um You know, it was just, for me, it was just a matter of, like, I wanted her to make the first move to come back, and she never did. She would always make the first move to come back. She would always, when we would break up before, she would always be like, oh, let's, you know, let's get back together kind of shit. And I was like, yeah, 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 let's do it. I'm down. Let's do it. I'm sorry. Come on. But this time she holds, she holds, she held her ground, you know, and one month became two, and then four, and then eight, and then it was a year, and we're like, okay, well, let's, let's, how long, it was one of those, how long can we keep this up? Right, this this uh, uh, separation, and uh, to be honest, what I'm trying to say is that I would have done more to try and get her back. But first of all, I was having a great time out there. <laughs> Now, uh, her her mom's words, her mom's words really like uh, you know sunk deep in me when she just looked at me in my my eyes and was like, she was just like. Like a movie, dog. She was just like, Ira, ya, si, si ya no se quieren, si ya no la quieres, ya, ya, aquí, ya, aquí, ya, that's it. Like, all this back and forth is enough. That's enough. Like, if you're going to fight for her, really fight for her. And I didn't have that fight in me, at least not then, not at that time. 
So every time I would like send up, want to send that, hey, you up text or hey, let's try this again text. I would think of her mom's words and I'll be like, nah, I can't. And unless I'm unless I know 100,000 percent in my mind that I am going to be different. I am going to change. I, I'm never going to ever, ever do anything stupid again. Unless I know I for sure I can do that, then. I'm not going to hit her up. And I didn't. And it just now it's been, it's going to be almost, almost 10 years, ladies and gentlemen. Almost 10 years. My kids are 14 and 15 now. And yeah, we broke up when they were like four and five years old, dude. Maybe five and six, but I think four and five. I think they were like kinder and first or first and kinder. One is one of those two. I know one of them was in kinder. Um. So yeah, man, it's been about almost 10 years, dog. So it's been a crazy, crazy long battle, but happy birthday to the ex <laughs> I just thought I'd share that with y'all. Start to kick this off. Uh, so much going on, right? So much going on in the world. I got a bunch of shows, man. I like to announce that right now off the bat before we even keep going. Let me just uh, go over my upcoming show calendar, dog. Let's do that real quick. Let me see because I wrote them down. Uh, upcoming shows, March Second, Albuquerque, New Mexico, March 3rd through the 6th, El Paso, Texas at the comic strip. March 11th, Santa Paula con los Toxicos. March 12th, Porterville, California with Jesus Sepulveda, him and I co-headlining. March 19th, just added San Diego Laugh Factory, two shows, that's a Saturday, two shows. March 23rd, Hollywood Improv. That's a Thursday night. Caiganle, Hollywood. April 1 and 2. First and second. Friday and Saturday. Fort Worth, Texas. Hyenas Comedy Club, dog. Then I'm doing a run in Colorado, fool. Now, these are a bunch of small towns, fool. Denver's not in the mix. But there's a town that's near Denver, which is called Fort Collins. All right. So Fort Collins, April 7th, fool. All right. April 7th. Okay. Then Friday, April 8th, Rifle, Colorado. It's a small town. That's where I caught coronavirus for the first time back in 2020. Uh, then Saturday, Basalt, B-A-S-A-L-T, Colorado. Ugh, I don't know, dog, but I'll be there. Saturday, Basalt, Colorado. Then Sunday, April 10th, Frisco, Frisco, Colorado. So, um, yeah, I've, never, I've only been to Rifle. I've never been to the other three cities. Towns, I hope they're cities. They sound like towns, like pueblos and shit. But uh, the homie... Lewis Beck, he's a comic from out there in Colorado, you know, up-and-coming guy, hustler, works hard. He featured for me when I uh, headlined the Denver Improv uh, a few years back. And since then, we've become friends. Good guy. And uh, he set up this run for me, guys. So he set up this run, uh, paying me the money I asked. Man, I'm there. I'm excited, dog. I'm excited, dude. So, um, yes, Colorado, Okay. Colorado, I know they're little small towns, fool, but let's make it happen. They say that Fort Collins Thursday is the one closest to Denver. So I hope to see you guys out there, man. 
Uh, then we got uh, April 16th, San Fernando. We're doing a show, Los Toxicos, in San Fernando, California, in Silmar area. We're doing like this big ass hall. Forgot the name of the hall, but a big ass venue and shit. About, it's gonna hold like 500 people, dog. Hopefully, you guys get your tickets soon. And then just announced also Thursday, April 28th, Brea Improv. I'm back headlining the Brea Improv, dog. So. Yeah, so that's just like the major ones. I got a bunch of other spots in between that smaller shows that I'll, you know, I'll share as as they come up. But those are the big ones right there that I will love for you guys to come out and hang out with me. And uh yeah, I'm excited about that fool, right? Speaking of a big day, speaking of a big day, I know I'm sure y'all heard, right? Y'all heard the news of Besame Mucho. Festival at Dodgers Stadium Saturday, December 3rd. I don't even know why I'm so hyped. I'm not going. I don't have tickets. I heard it's sold out. Uh, I'm sure all the scalpers bought them up and stuff. So, I mean, they're going through third party from here on now. But uh, I didn't get my tickets. But I saw that lineup, guys. Man, bruh. Bruh. First of all, I have so many questions with this event. So many questions. It's like a, it's going to be at Dodgers Stadium. We all know how big that is. How much of a bitch it is to get in there, first of all. Obviously, it's going to be out like a festival. So, all like in the parking lot, not just in the stadium. Um, it, It's just a lot going on, dude. I haven't counted the... the I haven't counted the number of groups. But, man, let me see here. You got 5, 10, 15, 18, uh, 23, 28, 33, 39, uh... Uh, 39 plus 6, 45, 50, I got, I'm counting 50, 50, way, 50 groups, bands, what acts, whatever you want to call it, 50, bro, and I think I miscounted a couple, right, so either around 50 groups are going to be there performing, how in the hell is this going to go down, so many questions, Right, the tickets started at two fifty. General admission, I think it was two hundred. General admission, two hundred dollars. That's just to get your ass in the parking lot, bro. All right, where the shows are gonna be. Now, after that, there was two more tiers. There was like a three hundred dollar tier and a, like a four hundred dollar tier. Right? Okay, I I don't know how much access that gets you or what that's about, but man. Bro, how does that? How does this even work? I'm looking at the price right now. Yeah, two hundred to get in. General admission. Then, then there's general admission plus whatever that means. That one's two hundred and sixty dollars. And then there's VIP, VIP. That one's three hundred and twenty-five dollars a person. Bruh. Bruh. What? I mean. I don't know, dude. Va a ser un pinche pozole, güey. It's gonna be... Ugh. I don't know, bro. I, I don't know, man. I'm, I love the lineup. I love what I'm seeing. I love what I'm seeing on paper. I just... Of course, I would love to be there. Let's not kid my... I don't want to kid myself here. I would love to be there. But how is that even, even gonna look? Like, they're, saying, they're talking about it's on three stages. So now you're dividing... 50 acts into three stages, bro. So, how many, how long is each act going to go? 
10 minutes? What? 15? What does that look like? And what if you miss one that you really like or they're playing simultaneously? Uh, I've never been to a Coachella or any kind of event like that, though. So I don't even know how these things I could just imagine. And I'm a germaphobe, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a germaphobe, bro. Like, I don't like to be around a lot of... It's not even the COVID thing. Before that, I don't like to smell other people. I don't like to touch other people. I don't like people all up in my personal space. Like, that sounds like there's going to be a lot of that going on. And I'm not about that life, bro. I like to go to concerts, in my seat, chill, stand up, sit down, walk around, buy a beer, come back, get some popcorn, relax, get a good view, you know, take a break when their song is whack. But that it's going to be December, first of all. December could be hit or miss in L.A., dog. It could be really warm, really cold. Either or. You don't know, dog. It's a, that's a coin flip for sure. So I don't know, man. I just, I, I don't know how they're going to pull this off, dude. I, I, don't, I don't get it, dude. But there are some great acts, dog. Café Tacuba, Caifanes, Juanes, Enanitos Verdes, Julieta Venegas, Zoe, Molotov, El Triway. I mean, I mean, my goodness. Fu, Mago de Oz, Fubia, uh, Elefante. Uh, I don't know what I don't really recognize. There's like eight others I don't really recognize. And then, of course, you got another stage. We got Los Tigres del Norte, Los Angeles Azules, El Recodo, Ramona Ayala, Bronco, Rieleros, bro. Remember Rieleros, dog? El Invincible? Uh, Mi Banda El Mexicano, Qual. They're dope, too. Banda Machos, which are one my low-key. Low-key, Banda Machos, well, Raul Ortega, Un Indio Quiere Llorar, Casimira, Leña de Pirul. Uh, what else? Even Las Mañanitas, they get down. Great, great band. Uh, obviously, Raul Ortega is not there anymore. Who knows who they have there? Uh, is Banda Maguey there? Cause I used to love Banda Maguey. They're the knockoff Banda Machos. Uh, Sonora Dinamita, Sonora Santanera, bro. Uh, Los Socios del Ritmo get down. Los Angeles de Charlie, bro. What happens when these fools run into Los Angeles Azules? I think they got beef. Los Freddy's, Angeles Negros. And they sing too many love songs. Askis, Janet, I don't know who that is. Ooh, Jaguari, Grupo Jaguar, they're dope. Los Cadetes, of course. Uh, Los Yonix, of course. Hey, rest in peace, the main singer of Los Yonix. I wonder who they got singing. Uh, bro, Cumbia Kings with a big-headed ego ass. Those guys are like such big heads. That's my other thing about this, bro. Uh, Elvis Crespo, Alex Sintek, Oro Solido, uh, La Oreja de Van Gogh. Uh, Sin Bandera, compa, Cava, Nick, with their one-hit wonder, Faye, Carlo, those are all one-hit wonders down here, dog. Uh, bro, I'm telling you, man, I don't know, dude, and this is plus special guests, I mean, I mean, come on, overload, bro. It's exciting. It's a beautiful thing to see all these bands. There's a lot of egos here, right? There has to be a lot of freaking Eagles here, bro. How do they share? Like, see yo, way, see yo, cuando voy through uh, show, right? And I'm in the green room, da. And there's more than four or five comics in that green room, bro. All these motherfuckers in there trying to be harder than the other one, dog. Like, who's gonna be the funnier one? Who's the who's the baddest fool? Who throwing out the credits and this and that? You know what? As an, I've I've never been an eagle guy. I know like the guys like to tease me and say like that. 
it's not even like that with me, bro. Yo, yo, la letra, I'm just, I'm living a dream and all that stuff, doc. Uh, you know, I just, I always feel like I got so much more to prove to everybody. Like, I ain't shit. I always tell you, I've, I've said that a few times. I love to watch other, I'm a people watcher. I love to watch other people, study other people, like just trip out on other people in the green room, how they talk, how they carry themselves, how they brag, how confident they are and this and that. And sometimes when they're doing a lot of that, you kind of kind of step it up yourself, right? You can't just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you are amazing. You're the best. You know, you got to kind of be out there in the green room, be like, yeah, fool, you know, come on, dog. You, you don't think I know, dog. You don't think I know what, it, what it's like, blah, 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 blah. But I can imagine all these like where do you where do you even put all these guys? Where do you even where do they, where's the holding area? Where's the backstage for all these guys? Like where do they hang out? I would love to be there. That backstage. Imagine that backstage, bro. Is Bronco gonna be there? Yeah, Bronco's gonna be there. I mean, how is bro? No más faltan los bookies, compa. I hope that special guest are. Then again, I'm not gonna be there. A lot can ch- happen from here to December third. I did throw it off to my family, dog. But you no, know, we we just went to Los Angeles Azules concert. Then we went to the Steel the Norte concert. We're kind of over it for a little bit, and then this concert comes up out of nowhere, right? Um, and December third, dog. Man, that's a long time from now, bro. We're talking that's ten months from now, bro. Ten, nine, ten months from now. You know, um, quién sabe dónde estamos en el mundo, right? Pero it's it's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing to see all this happening in Los Angeles at Dodger Stadium. I just I don't know, man. I, I don't know what to tell you, dude. I'm gonna see I didn't mean beat that. I'm so down. And you know, people have been sending me the flyer, Fernie sent it to me, Sammy sent it to me, a bunch of other people have been sending it to me. Asking, Are you going? Are you going? And I go, What's, I don't even know what I'm gonna be at next week, dog. Like, dude, Saturday, December third. And it's just a one-day event, which also trips me out. Like, no, compa, tienes que madrugar, güey. La santa peda que se va a armar, compa. I don't know, man. I don't know if I can take that, bro. I mean, it's... And I also, like, again, how long is each act going to really go on for, bro? Like, I mean, I don't know what to tell you there, dude. I don't know what to tell you there. Um... It's so impressive, though. It's an impressive situation. Uh, and again, dude, I just I, I imagine how these guys are going to get along. Who's going to go first, second, third and fourth. Um, I mean, even again, going back to my stuff, when I'm with like other headliners doing a show with other headliners, that's a little conversation that needs to get taken. That needs that takes place in the backstage. Like who's going to go first, second, third, fourth and fifth. I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm always be. I'm always a. I don't give a fuck where I go on. I, you could go put me first, second, third, fourth. I really do not care. I really don't, unless they're there specifically to see Jerry G headline. Then of course I have to go last, and I'm gonna go last. But if it's a, if it's a show a showcase, all star show, headliner show, whatever show, bro. I could be first act, compa. It's all good. All I got to say is good luck following this first act. That's all I'm saying. Um, and the other thing is, to be honest with you, is like when it's, when it's a bunch of good acts on the same show, going last is not a really good thing, bro. I mean, good. Meaning, if it's all a strong lineup, I mean, the crowds are going to tire out. They're going to be tired of laughing 
beat up. I mean, some usually a regular standard show, it's, uh, you know, first comic neck better than the next comic and so on, right? It's a progression, right? You're warming up. They're called warming up the crowds, right? And then the feature act just sets the tone. That's the one before the headliner. He's the one that sets the, stone, uh, the tone to say, guys, ahora sí, agárrense. From here on, it's on. Um, and then the headliner just comes out and knocking out of the ballpark. But when you're doing a show where everyone's a headliner, oh, and everyone's a heavy heavy hitter, no, está cabrón. Está cabrón la cosa, güey. Going last is not a really good thing. It's not. I've, I've been the last guy, and it's not the greatest. I, by the time people are just like, oh, God, that's it. We're done. We're done. It's cause by the time you go up, it's been like an hour and a half of nonstop laughters. And you're there just to hopefully they give them a little something extra. And as you know, for those of you who see me, I'm not the biggest, highest energy guy up there on stage either, bro. Like, I like for my people to chill and listen and pay attention and gather around and laugh later. <laughs> uh, so it's not always like, you know, for, for me, a person like that should be a very high energy because pretty much you got to do most of the work to keep the people's attention after so much, you know, laughter has already happened. That makes sense. I'm going back and forth. I feel like between two conversations here. But I almost feel uh, with music, I'm sure it's different, right? Though music is different. You're, it's a different vibe, right? It's a different beat. It's a different sound. It's a different lead singer. It's a different nostalgia. It's just a little bit different, right? With comics, it's just more like you're getting tickled. You're getting tickled to death. And after a while, you're just like, all right, enough is enough. But music, as long as it's music that you love or enjoy, you can keep listening to it. Like, you know, like me with road, like when you go on a road trip and you're like driving for like three, four, five, six hours, dog. Music is what keeps you going. Music is what keeps you going, dog. Um, so... I don't know, dog. Besame mucho, dog. It's going to be an amazing, amazing time, bro. And for those of you who are going, dog, vayan con Dios. Um, and we'll see. Uh, I mean, obviously, those are the prices that they were set at. Now, they're in other hands. All these tickets, I believe it's sold out. From what I hear, that might not be true. From what I hear, it's all sold out. Which means these tickets are in the hands of scalpers. And middle people and agents and websites. And so get ready. Agarrense, cabrones. Agarrense. Um, but I need more info also. I need to know, is there going to be shade? Is there going to be uh, no, like, no, uh, uh, like a lounging area? Uh, I was going to say, like, no music allowed area where you like, take a break from all this bullshit. Um I don't know. How long are these acts going to go on for? Uh, the order of appearance, I would appreciate as well. The times. Um, yeah. it's I mean, Again, it's all one day. Like, what time does it start? What time is it going to end? Uh, I mean, I don't want to show up and say I missed all these great acts already. And I'm like, what the, what the hell? I'm, right? Um, I don't know, dude. A little update on the... Uh, on the I'm getting a lot of people hitting me up about... Tragos Amargos podcast that Fernie and I are working on. It is happening. Uh, we hit a little bit of a standstill. Because um, we, we did, we, we recorded three episodes. We did Ramona Yala, 
We did Tiz Norte and Selena. And some of the editing was not going as great as we wanted it to go. Um, and so we we thought we could do better, basically. Like, I think we, we could do better. We could we could do better than the, this. Um, so Sammy himself, is he lives in, I believe, Dallas or San Antonio. San Antonio, I think. He's actually going to come out here on his own dime, like a G, to L.A. to produce about six episodes to uh we're gonna go to recording studio we're gonna do it all legit man we're gonna we're gonna do this right basically we're gonna do this right we're gonna do a little bit more research on these acts uh even though we did fernie did the research and i just did the fucking jokes right but uh i think we need we need somebody directing basically the episode and that's what sammy's gonna do for us dog so um I'm excited, dude. We're still excited. We talk about it all the time. We're in a thread. We bring up ideas. We're moving forward, fool. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's going to go down. And I think we actually want to do an episode just on this Besame Mucho event. Like, talk about a little bit of all these fucking groups are going to be there. Um, I know I've heard of maybe, like, 75% of them. There's, like, 25% of these bands I've never heard of or don't remember, don't recall. But, um I would love to go over it, uh, uh, do a review of all these, of the lineup, and again maybe answer some of my questions that I have. Like a lot, a lot is gonna go down there that day. That day, too much, too much. All right, all right. Let's take a little break. I'll get back here and wrap this up like I should have three times before I finished in her. Anyways, um, yeah, I'll be back to wrap this up and let's make it happen. Late. Yo, my comedy album, It's Not My Weekend, is playing exclusively on Pandora right now. You can listen to it entirely on demand and for free by just searching for it on the app. You can listen to it spinning all day, any day, 24 hours on Sirius XM comedy stations all night and all day. Sirius XM and Pandora is the audio home for comedy fans with tons of exclusive comedy albums and original comedy content. Check me out right there, bro. Just search my name. It'll pop up. Late. All right, I'm back. It's still Tuesday night. We had a little rain hit us right now here in Kelly. How about that? How about that? It's been kind of wet these last few months out here, dog. Um, good to see you, man. Good to see you, dog, because I've been taking some long showers, and I feel guilty AF sometimes, bro. I'm like, should I be in the shower this long? Are we in a drought right now? And then I feel like I feel like everybody else does that too. Like, oh, you chumps be be taking long ass showers and stuff, talking about we care about the drought and stuff. We should care about the drought, I think, dog, right? Shouldn't we? Shouldn't we be caring? Um, see, wait, no, wait, pero rain, rain is good for uh, bringing on, especially when I'm home, dog. I hate being out in the rain, dog. And like people say, like. I was talking about it, I think in the podcast not too long ago. You know, I was supposed to do I was supposed to do Chicago Laugh Factory in February for uh Valentine's weekend. You know, uh they contacted me if, if I was interested because it's Valentine's Day landed on a Monday and you know, they were like, Hey, you know, they you want it, dude, we'll give you the Monday. We'll, you could do Sunday and Monday, and I'm like, Sunday and Monday? Ugh, those are like the two worst days. Like, I hate performing on Sundays, bro. Hate it, dog. 
It's just, Sunday's just a, play, a day that I just want to be home. I don't want to be bothered with anything or anyone, dog. It's the Lord's day. Don't you know they're a Lord's day? And, but, I mean, I'll do it. I mean, people have to come out on a Sunday, right? There's no, sometimes that's their only night off. So they come out and shit. I get it. But for me, like, I hate doing Sunday shows. They offer me those Sunday shows a lot, too, with improvs and the Laugh Factories. And I'm just like, no, gracias, wey. But they hit me up. They're like, hey, you want to do Valentine's Day uh, in Chicago? And this is back, like, in November, you know, November. So we're talking and stuff, you know, emails and a phone call. And, of course, I, you know, being there, it was, I'm in November. I'm just like, bro, fuck it. I'm down. You know, February. Let's do it. Like, They're like, yo, man, we can offer you this much. You know, it's going to sell out. You know, don't worry about it. You know, it's going to, regardless, you know, it's going to pack it's gonna pack out. We'll give you a piece of the door and this and that. I'm just like, they're saying all the great things. And I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I did hesitate. I did tell them, let me think about it. Because I, I also asked for Friday and Saturday. Like, anyway, give me Friday and Saturday. Like, even if I don't headline Friday and Saturday, just, you know, give me work out there. So I could be out there longer longer time, get to enjoy Chicago a little bit more. And, uh, you know, just, like, ease my way into those Sunday and Monday shows. And then fly back Tuesday type of stuff. Uh, and they're like, well, let me see what we can do. And they were looking at that and how they can figure that out. Basically, we're a lot of back and forth. And... I'm glad I didn't take it, man. I, I spoke to a friend out there, um, a, a, a redheaded friend out there in Chicago. And she was telling me, like, yo, man, February is like a frozen tundra out here, dog. Like, it's going to be super sick snow and cold and be like at zero degrees. And I'm like, what the heck, bro? Like, no, gracias. That scared me, dog. That scared me, dude. Um so I remember uh, they, they, they took a while to get back to me anyway. So by the time they got back to me, it was probably like early December. And they still were like, yo, so what's up? You're in or out? And at that time, I'm like, I had this conversation already with the homegirl. And she was like, and I was like, yo, man, I heard it's going to be like super cold in February, dog. Like, dude, what's up? Like, is why even go? Like, why even do a show kind of stuff? Especially on a Sunday, Monday in snowstorm. Like, why would I, why would anyone want to put themselves through that and he's like the manager's like dude people still come out man like people still come out on those days like they don't stay indoors like especially on valentine's day or on a weekend or a special occasion like blizzard or no blizzard frozen or no frozen ice or no ice people are gonna come out and i'm like what why fool why that's insane to me bro we just had a little 10 minute rain passed by right now in Cali, bro. And yo, like, I wouldn't even come out to move my car if I had to, dude. Like, I swear, it's unbelievable how people adapt to that kind of lifestyle, man. I, I don't know how you guys do it, dude. Because uh, I asked my homegirl too. I'm like, hey, what, are people going to come out? Like, do people do, do people, she's like, yeah, people will be there, but I mean, I wouldn't kind of stuff, but people do come out. Um, Long story short, I didn't. I, I didn't go to Chicago. I wanted for you know. I, I'm st we're still in work. We're still in talks about coming out, and uh, I want to come out. Obviously, in the springtime, man. Um, I've been out there before. I went out there with Chingo Bling a couple times, and I had a blast, man. I loved, man. Like I've said many times, Chicago was one of my favorite top cities. You know, 
Uh, I'm a big city guy, dog. Anything that resembles L.A. or has that L.A. vibe and mood and lifestyle, I'm all about it, bro. And they have that, dog. They have that vibe for sure. And uh, big city, big city attracts, you know, a lot of beautiful people, people from everywhere, you know, all colors, genres, races, backgrounds. I like that, dog. I don't like to see just one specific type of people. It kind of worries me, concerns me, because I feel that whatever color people they are, right? It could be all black, all white, all Mexican. If you go to a market like that, you know there's going to be some prejudice behind other people because they're not used to being around other people. So they're a little bit more close-minded is how I feel about it when I go to any other place like this, you know? Um and it's a little, it's just not as fun. It's just not as fun. You're a little bit on your more on your toes. You're not as comfortable, you know. Um, and this goes for all Latino places. So I've been to all Latino places um, where, you know, they're racist against other Latinos. And they're racist against just just prejudice, bro. So we're not really racist, prejudice. Like they're just prejudice because they're just used to wrong being their own people. So, like, I've done, like, Indian casino reservations, and even they are, like, what are you doing here type of stuff? Make us laugh and leave type of shit. I'm just like, okay. Um, and so that's why I think I like the big city, though. Like, just like a hub of everything. I see the, the gay people, the you know, the everything, dog. The, the thugs, the, the paisas, the Asians. The I love seeing everything because, again, like I mentioned earlier, like I'm a people watcher. I like to study people and watch people and just trip out on people. Like, damn, that's how you live, fool. That's how you talk. That's how you act. Because I know people trip out on me, though. Like, I know when I talk to people, fool, and they, they see that I really I really talk this way. Um, I'm semi-educated. I'm not like the smartest motherfucker in the world, but I can keep up an education, educated conversation with somebody. If I really try and put my effort behind it, I can, and I think, I know people just trip out on the way I talk. I was, where, where was I? I was somewhere, I think it was the lab factory this weekend, and just talking with people, and people just trip out, like, how I am, fool. Like, not that I, I'm, like, crazy, it's just, like, how I talk. I get really passionate about dumb stuff sometimes, and I start getting really passionate about a dumb conversation, like, Corona. I was having a conversation about Corona beer, and they're like, why do you like Corona beers? Is it just because you're Mexican, you have to drink Corona? I'm like, no, I... Get, I like Corona because, not that I love Corona, it's because I'm just used to the taste. I'm used to the taste. I feel like I'm immune to it. I can drink tons of it. And yes, I'll get a hangover. Yes, I'll get a headache. But I almost know how to maneuver around the, that hangover of a Corona. Like I drink anything else. I'll get drunk with anything else, any other type of beer, Heineken, Amstelite, Michelob, even sometimes Modelo, you know, Mecruzan. Um, and I... The the um the hangover, it's unpredictable. I don't know what I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get throw up, a fever, a headache, diarrhea. I don't know, dog. And I'm I, and I always, every time I get a, a a hangover from a different type of alcohol, something bad happens. When I get an, a a a hangover from a Corona hangover, I just feel like I just take two excedrins. It's my pasar way. It's it's a trip, dog. And I was getting really passionate about this point that I was trying to get across with somebody at the show. And I could just tell they were looking at me like, that's local way. That's the way. You're crazy, fool. Like, just, it was a simple question. Why do you like Corona kind of stuff? And he just got me on. He just got me on this fucking vibe where I was like, just I just want to finish this thought right now, fool. And uh, 
I got into it before I knew it. I had a 10, 15 minute conversation about why I drink Corona, fool. And I was just trying to defend myself where I'm just like, no, I'm not just trying to be that hacky ass fucking Corona paisa drinker. I'm just used to the taste. I'm used to it. I know what I'm getting with a Corona. I know how many I can drink before I get drunk. I know when it's starting to hit. I know when to slow down. I just know and I like the taste. That's it. That's it. All right. By the way, that same night I had a conversation with this other chick, right? I was talking to this one chick and, uh, you know, uh, nothing, nothing flirty, but it, it just happens like that sometimes, right? Like a conversation starts to turn into like, start getting a little deep and shit, right? And you're at the show, fool. You're, you're in the back. You're talking. There's people. There's comics. There's people hanging out in the back. And you're just kind of like, and I was talking to this chick and, and I kind of want to bring it up in the podcast a little bit because... I, I, it kind of blew my mind with what she said, dog. I was just, it was, I don't know if it was braver her or seen better wins of her, but she had, she talked about that she's been um, separated or divorced. One of the two, I think she's still separated, not officially divorced, for two years. So she was talking about that she's been separated for two years. And I was like, oh, this shit, well, that happens. You know, that's crazy. You know, and so she's, she says she's out here, you know, Dating again in La Chingada, and I'm like, oh, that's cool, good for you, guy. You know, I got shit. You know, she's like, you know, we the old. I'm working on myself, been working myself, and that's how this conversation started. About what does that mean? What is working on yourself? What the fuck does that mean, dog? Like, what are you doing? Literally, what? So you doing some yoga and eating healthier? Why can't you do that with when you were married? But anyways, so. I'm trying to get to the bottom of like what's going on. Is the conversation is getting good, basically, right? And I'm just like, hey, man, not to like to intrude too much, but what happened? Like, what went wrong? Like, I want to know what how how so I don't fuck up, you know, so I don't mess up. And this is the quote unquote brave part or sinvergüenza part. She said, "Oh, I had an affair," and I don't know, like, just that statement, kind of like, whoa, like I didn't expect it. I, it, it came unexpected And so I was like Oh Okay that's cool Like I res- I told her I respect that I respect you at Telling me this Like kind of shit Like you didn't have to tell me this You did Like uh, shit What the f- Like she froze me basically fool. Cause I, I thought You know It was gonna be the old story You know He cheated And this With that Tired We grew apart Blah blah blah, blah. She's like I had an affair I'm like Oh, okay. I didn't think you would fucking actually say that out loud to anybody you just met, but okay, that's cool. I respect that. Uh, and uh, what, 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 now I want to know more. Like, what the fuck? What happened? She's like, it was his, my husband's best friend. He has a pinch man. Orale. No, because I asked her, all right, so you had an affair, caused you your marriage. Where is this son of a bitch? And why are you not with this guy that you're having an affair? Affair sounds pretty freaking intimate right it sounds like something that you know you got caught you admit to it and maybe the guy was worth it where is this person now where is this person of interest and she's like uh well he's she said she just said he's around he's around i'm like around but you're talking about that you're single and that you're finally after two years ready to put yourself out there again and start dating okay if this guy's around and he's the one that caused your marriage to break. Why don't you just go with him and be with him? 
and and I I spoiled the alert. I spoiled it for you guys. But basically, she said, "Oh, it's because it's my ex husband's or my husband's best friend," and so things got weird. Things got awkward with everybody in our circle, our friends, our family. You know, everybody. My family doesn't support that relationship. Uh, my friends don't support that relationship. Obviously, uh, his family doesn't support that relationship. Like it's all bad. So like being together is al- is almost impossible. And I'm like, okay, I get that. It fucking sucks. But you're also what, thirty eight years old? She said she was like in her late thirties. Okay, so like, you're you're also thirty eight years old. I mean, you can, you know, make some decisions for yourself. If that's who you really, if if that's who you want to be with, if that's who you cheated or had an affair with your husband and broke the marriage apart, wouldn't it be just, uh, you know, fair to say that that's who you should be with? And maybe you guys are out here, like, I'm, I'm throwing it out there. I'm just throwing, I don't know the answer. I just, again, she blindsided me with this fucking, so I was like, just, I wanted to, like, know more. And she's just like, you know, she would pause and you could tell the answer was like, yeah, that's who I kind of want to, that's who I want to be with, but no se puede kind of shit. And I'm just like, I get it que no se puede per se. I get it that it's weird and everyone's against this relationship, but you're also 38, right? Like, who who are they to tell you who the fuck you can be with or not? If he loves you and you love him and whatever the hell this happened, I, I would, like, if I really wanted to be, like, be with this person, I would obviously figure that out and maybe move out to fucking Riverside? I don't know. Like, move away and just separate yourself from people who do not support you, which I know it's going to hurt when it's family involved, but... I think the only way to prove it is to stay together and be happily ever after. I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure if I'm saying this correctly or if I'm even I'm in the right. I'm not trying to argue with anybody. Just for me, like, si tanto te costó, if that person cost your wet your your marriage, and then the, I mean, if that's all it did was ruin a marriage, and what the fuck was all this for? Is what I'm trying to say. Say, why can't you? And maybe, like, again, I don't know. I just met her that night. It was my first time talking to her. So maybe they are still hooking up or meeting up. Or I'm sure they probably are, right? But she also talked about, like, no, like, I also want to, like, move on and find something else better, different. Or, I don't know. She didn't say better, but some find something. Like, you know, for two years I've been healing from what, what happened. And so now I'm ready to, like, take the step and date. And I'm like, why don't you date the motherfucking side dude? Why don't you date that dude? El Sancho way. Why don't you go go with him? And I'm sure like he Damien ese way. I mean that for that fool to have an affair with you, he also, you know, if you're saying that was his best friend, I mean, they're not obviously not gonna be friends again ever and ever anyway. That that shit's gone. That shit's lost. Like all it's left is you two. Like, why don't does that make any, make, make any sense? Like, why don't they just live happily ever after? And um, I just felt bad for her, like, because I felt like I could, I kind of saw it and sensed it in her tone that that's who she wants to be with, fool. And, you know, and she can't. And 
it sounds like he wants to be with her too, and he can't. But they're both fucking in the late 30s, and they're allowing other people to make that decision for them. That's what I'm trying to say. And I know it's different because it's, you know, family and all these people, you know. But it just sounded like, you know, she said it a couple of times, like, well, he's, I'm like, where is he? Like, why is he not here? He could have brought him to the show and hang out with you and, Like, is your ex-husband here that you can't bring him around? Like, she, and like, where, I basically said, like, where is he? Like, she's like, oh, he's around. He's around. Like, do you see him? Do you talk to him? And she, you know, she kind of nodded her head like, yeah, but I can't really. We can't. We shouldn't. We don't. And I'm like, okay, what are you, 12? Um, I don't know. I don't know what you guys think about that. I thought that was a pretty gnarly conversation. Uh, yeah, that's the kind of night. I had a whole fight about drinking Coronas and this chick, Sancho, who they can't be with together. I don't know, man. It's messed up. I just thought uh, it was very savage of her to just spit it out like that without me even really like, reaching too hard, basically just ask, like, what went wrong? Um, this savage-ass women, dog. Savage-ass women, dog. Um... It's 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 a crazy situation out there, bro. It's a tough situation. Uh, pero así las queremos, wey. Así las queremos, man, man. You, you women, dog. I mean, do you, you guys impress me sometimes about what you guys are capable of? And let's go back and forth, dog. Like again, man. I, I can go back and you know, I could I say all the time, I'm not having been the best boyfriend, having been the best husband, the best partner to the women I've been with. But man. I mean, there's some women out there who are scandalous, bro. And, pero si también las mujeres pueden, la, también las mujeres, las mujeres pueden, right? Like el great Hernán Hernández de los Tigres del Norte. Ay, 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 ay. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a trip, man. And then life, life is just, I don't know, dude. I don't, I don't need where to go no more, dog. Like, it's like, I, 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 I meet so many interesting people. I hear so many interesting stories and I just get fascinated by shit like that. I'm just like, that's what I mean about like, I'm a people watcher and people studier and I just like trip out on people and their stories. And I like just, I like people just entertaining me with their wacky ass shit and how people are, how people live. And I trip out on happy couples. Like, why are you so fucking happy? And you're not that happy. You cannot be that happy. There's no way. And sure enough, like, Nine out of ten times, I find out they're not happy, fool. They're not. They're bullshitting, dog. It's a facade. Ay, ay, ay. Right? And then the other side of, like, these fools, like, acting like they're all single and happy and, you know, living their best life. And they're not. They're not. No one is, dog. No one is, fool. I'm not. We all struggle, you know? But one thing with me is, like, I never let, I never shit. Like get to me, dog. I like too much, too far, too ahead. I don't get in my head too much about things. For why, yo gracias a Dios, yo siempre duermo bien. I always get good night's sleep. You know, I do have stress. I do have problems. I do have arguments. I do have shit going on behind, you know, behind the curtain. Yes, I do. But at the end of the day, dog, life is great, man, and I'm blessed of where I'm at where I live, what I do for a living. You know, when I cash those stand-up comedy checks, when, you know, like, it's just, 
you know, seeing my kids laugh, smile when I feed them, you know, when we break bread together, when I drop them off to school, when I pick them up from school, when I go to the basketball games, when, you know, we sleep in, when we're deciding where to go eat, when, you know, all those things, dog, it's just like it makes everything fucking, right, non-existent, dog. All the stress, that, all the bills, you know, my next show, a fucking a show that, that they didn't go through that I really wanted, a break that I really needed, you know, an audition that they didn't have, that, that I didn't get a call back on. Yeah, we done. My wito, me desespero, I get stressed, or a joke I can't figure out, or a, shit, a, a set on stage that doesn't go well. You know, it's like, it's a trip, dog. Um, like, I was at the Laugh Factory this Thursday and Friday, and it's a trip, fool. Like, I show up on Thursday. I don't want to be there. I was tired, fool. I was really comfortable at the house when I had to go to the show. I was watching Pam and Tom, actually. Pam and Tommy, uh, like, the first couple episodes, and I had to be there by, like, 9.30. And I'm sorry, this was Friday and Saturday. So on Friday, I'm chilling at the pad, fool. I just ate in my bed, bien calentito, mirando la tele, güey. And I had to leave by 9.30, güey. Y eran las nueve, no me quería levantar, güey. I didn't want to go, but, you know, the Laugh Factory is only like 25 minutes from my house, fool. And I was like pushing, like not wanting to go, fool. Like I didn't want to go, right? Ah, but I went, of course, right? So I go and I see the crowd's like maybe like 150 people there. Tops, the place was like 400, so it's a little less than half full. But it's still a good crowd, 150 people, still a good crowd. And I get there and just like, and I had to, the, the show's running behind. So like, I'm there on time, but the show's running late. So I have to wait like another three comics before I go up. Me estoy desesperando, me estoy cansando, wey. It's Friday, this is Friday. And it's already like, you know, the show's at nine. It's already like 10.30 and I'm still waiting to go up. And I'm like, fuck. So I, but okay, what I'm trying to say is I finally go up. I finally go up. And I have a great set, fool. Like, everything I said, people are living, loving it, eating it up. This lady, like, hyperventilating in the front row with her husband. <gasps> that funny, okay, can't breathe laugh. And she's fucking dying. And she's contagious to the rest of the audience. And the people on the right are laughing her ass. This one dude, like, fucking doing the, the pump, like, fucking, the fucking Arsenio and shit every time I say Everything's on point. Everything I'm saying is on point. Dun, 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 dun. I'm on fire, fool. Like, I even run the light. I was supposed to do 25 minutes. I did, like, 30, fool. And now after my pase, we, and I get off, and, oh, man, that was fucking badass. You got la chingada. Glad I'm here. Thank you. All that shit, right? Blast, right? Then I show up Saturday. Full house, fool. Full house. 400 people there, dog. And these are showcase shows. They're not there to see me, dog. It's an all-star uh, show, right? So, so I'm not saying that oh, I sold it out or nothing. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there's a fucking buttload of people there. And the energy's great, fool. There's a comic up there killing it, fool. Killing it, fool. Everything he's... Todo lo que está diciendo, la gente erupting, fool. And I'm just like, oh, dope. This is going to be fucking awesome. 
battle. Comic goes up, kills it. Next comic goes up, fucking murders it. También, way. I'm just like, all right, all right, save me some. Save me some, motherfuckers, because I want to get up there already. I don't know como ya, como pinche bull, way. Pinche toro, way. Ready. And I finally go up, and I don't do as good as I did the night before. I just don't. I don't know what it was, fool. They weren't laughing as... The, the, the 150 people laughed fácil at least two, three times harder than the 400 people laughed at, laughed, fool. Like, their laughs were not caring as loud. And I pretty much did the same set, you know, changed it up a little bit. You know, tried a couple new jokes here and there, but that wasn't it. Um, and it's just a trip, fool. Like, how it goes from one night to another, like... I, I was like, I'm really up here on Friday. And then Saturday, I'm just like, work, dude. I'm, all of a sudden, I'm sweating. And you know I'm not doing good when I'm sweating, dog. I never sweat, dog. Sweat is when I'm getting, that's the nerve in me, the nerves and the uncomfortness and me fucking working, working my ass out of whatever I self, myself got it into. But somewhere in my set early, early in my set, and I think it was a, the one about Homeless, eating outside. I'm eating outside. Remember when they had us eating outside like homeless people? I think it was that because, and that was early. I do That's like my first or second joke that I start with because the comic before me had a homeless bit, a pretty long homeless bit about home, uh, him adopting a homeless and calling him his rescue. And he, so he had a whole bit about the homeless people. So I think when I came up and talked homeless again, I just felt it, at least in my brain, something ha happened where like, oh shit, people are already, like they already heard a homeless joke, they're over it, or they're not, they just don't want to hear it. And I felt I lost them there, or it was, uh, maybe I just got in my own head, where from that moment on, I felt that not everything was on sync, like everything was like off a of beat. Every every punchline was off by a set, by a little bit, and I couldn't like I would get it, I would make them laugh hard, and then I would like not make them laugh for a good while, and I was like, okay, what the fuck is happening here? What am I not saying? Am I coming off too strong, too cocky, too confident? What the hell am I not doing right? I mean, I was still getting the laughs, but it wasn't the same energy or loud as the night before with less crowd, and it just kind of threw me off, fool. And, uh, yeah, but I came in so confident that, like, I saw that crowd, I saw that audience, I saw, I heard those laughs, and I was like, get me up there, I want, I want, I want a piece of this, dog, I want some of this, and I want up there with so much, man, like, fuck yeah, it's on, and it didn't work out that way, fool, it didn't work out that way, and so that's comedy, ladies and gentlemen, that's comedy, bro, and, uh, it it was what it was for. But that, at least I got to meet those people and talk to those people and that chick. Um, that was a trip. For. Anyways, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I think I did over an hour this this week. For. But uh, again, guys, thank you so much. Thanks for everything. Y'all been the best, fool. And uh, I'll see you guys soon. Uh, uh, hey, Fort Worth, I'm coming. Fort Worth, Texas. I don't think I mentioned it in my earlier um, uh, time. Fort Worth, Texas, April 1st and 2nd, Hyenas Comedy Club. See you guys soon. I'm out. Hey.